What is up, Conscious Monkeys? Welcome to another episode of Catch Up with Clayton. As always, I'm your host, Clayton. In today's episode, we are actually going to get into spirits and gods of the ancient world and likely of the present day world as well. But before we get into that, I do want to have a quick, quick announcement, which is I am officially announcing, drumroll please, my first ever meditation retreat. So let's go. Anyone who has ever wanted to become a better meditator, if you wanted to meet me in person, this is your opportunity. April 30th to May 6th, 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 if I can say 6th, you know, May 6th. Okay, there it is. I got to get better at that if I'm going to be announcing this. April 30th to May 6th, we will be meeting up in Costa Rica to do a meditation retreat. And I'm giving you a 10% discount. You can check the link below, but on checkout, type in podcast listener 10 and you'll get a 10% off coupon because I want to give back to you guys because you're listening to the podcast. And this is my baby. This is my bread and butter. I know I've exploded on Instagram and TikTok and I quite frankly, it's cool, but I'm ready for the podcast to explode. So I want you guys to be treated for listening to my baby, my precious, my pride and joy, everything. So go pod listener 10 at checkout. We're going to be meditating. We're going to have a yoga instructor there to do some yoga, some flows. We're going to do some breath work. And basically you're going to get all of these different elements that you can use in your daily life. So this really isn't just about a singular week. These are things you're going to be able to take back home with you to your hometown and use every single day. Anytime you find yourself in stress, despair, you want to unlock another layer of yourself, you'll always be able to come back to these meditations. I cannot urge you more than anything. (laughs) I, I really can't. If you want to learn more about it, go check the link below. And also we are only going to be able to accommodate the first 24 people that show up. So make sure you're in the very first 24. Otherwise, well, you'll have to wait till the next one. But let's get into what I wanted to talk about today. And it's interesting because the entire week I had no idea what I was going to talk about. I mean, I had a dope week. I gave thanks with my family, my cousins, everything. I had a great time, but nothing about it really resonated as something to talk about. But then it came to me yesterday. The idea of spirits and gods and working with them using your channel to work with them in this present physical reality of right now. And I know that this is an idea that the Western world, the Western society, Western culture will resist and push back against, but that's totally cool because I want to figure out a way that we can bring these Eastern, excuse me, these Eastern ideas into the Western world or even our practices of today. Now, as I'm kind of going through this little monologue, I want to point out that it might come across a little sloppy at times, but there's something about this that just feels right to me. There's something in here and I'm not quite sure what it is. So again, listen. And when you feel inside your body that something resonates, take it, take it with you. I don't know what all of those things are going to be, but... But, but there's something in here that's a nugget. So the way that I've kind of thought about this, and there's multiple different ways to think about this. 
are I need to think about how I want to set this up because the way I look at this is that there are many different gods and spirits and entities that people have prayed to throughout the history of civilization. The ones that come to mind for me very quickly are Roman deities, you know, the God of love, the God of war, the God of Mars, of Venus, of the planets representing different energies and emotions within us. And honestly, this is probably the best place to start because I find it interesting that they would actually have a God for each emotion that we would feel. And then on top of that, they would personify them and give them a personification. They'd give them attributes. They'd give them qualities that would, how do I want to articulate this? That would make them real. That would make them tangible for us to understand, to relate to. And I think that's super powerful because whenever we talk about being happy or being sad or being in love, it's like this energy that we're trying to place a word on to communicate an idea to somebody else. So what I believe the ancients were trying to do is maybe they didn't actually believe that there were these men and women kind of in this higher realm or higher place of existence who were pulling the strings as if the humans were puppets in this society that we're playing with. No, no, no. I believe that what they were trying to articulate was this universal energy that we can all feel and embody. So whenever they say the God of love has embodied you or has overcome you, it means that that energy is what's filling you. The God of war. Oh, the God of war has taken upon this king. And so he became very tyrannical and went off into the seven kingdoms to slay people and conquer kingdoms. And because they were possessed by this energy, this frequency of the emotion, and we're going to personify it by giving it a name, which is also important because then you're personifying the action. It's almost like there's the energy of love, right? And I wish I knew which God, bear with me one second, God of love in ancient Rome, ancient Roman culture. Because the point I'm trying to get at here is that they say Cupid. (laughs) No way. Is Cupid actually the, really? Huh. Maybe it was Cupid. So what it's trying to do is it's trying to create this story and Cupid represents the human embodiment of love. And the point of Cupid is to give a story to how love can energize and come into your life and how you're able to then use this love to create connections and to create a relationship with the people that you wish to create it with. So we know that there's the energy, which is love, but we don't understand how to use it or the powers that it actually has. And so therefore we give it a story and then put the hierarchical person that is Cupid at the top of the love pyramid and say, okay, if you wish to embody love, you need to take on the attributes that is Cupid. 
hope that made some sort of sense. And then what happens is, is over time, we all agree, at least a majority of people agree on what those stories are and give energy to the name of what it is of this person, right? So this is a key, right? Because I want to link this back. Remember the, the goal of this is to link it back to spirituality and we're going to use this in our channeling. So let me link this back. So we have Cupid, right? And Cupid is this, is a name, right? Like, like it's so, it's so real. You already knew, like whenever I looked it up, who is the ancient God of love? And I said, Cupid, it like, it kind of dumbfounded me. I was like, oh, I knew Cupid was love, but I didn't know it was the ancient Romans. Like that's where it came from. So the name makes it so much more powerful than just the energy. I want to embody that Cupid energy, you know, and it, it invokes some play down the line. But I, I feel like, where was I going with this? I feel like the point though is, is that Cupid is the God of love. So if you are trying to be more in love with life, if you're trying to be more in love with another person, if you're trying to be more in love with yourself, you would want to call upon the God who the collective consciousness has agreed upon is at the top of that hierarchy, which is Cupid. So does this kind of make sense? Does it kind of make sense where I'm going with this? Because if we collectively agree that this entity, this name, this person is at the top, then we all agree that this energy is in existence, the Cupid energy the Zeus energy, the Achilles energy. And where it gets crazy is then we can tap into it with our ability to channel. And that's where I kind of figured that out today was this ability to actually call upon specific spirits and entities and gods, for an instance, of communicating with them. Now, all this comes with a caveat, and I want to say exercise caution exercise caution, because if you don't know the God you're dealing with, you could anger them, you could upset them. So do your research. If you are going to take this path with channeling and all that. So I feel like it also has to hold true because shamans and people who channel, this is nothing new. These people who have channeled and have been connected to the universe have been around as long as humans have been on earth, probably longer. Well, the shamans have been on earth connected to the universe as long as people on earth has been here. But I think we all know there's aliens and a bunch of other creatures and beings who have for sure been tapping into this since the beginning of the fabric of the universe. So this really isn't anything new per se. Maybe it's new to you because I'm bringing it into your awareness and you are resonating with it because you, your soul knows at some vibrational frequency that this is real. So then the question becomes is if you look around at all the different gods and different societies and different organizational structures, you can talk to every single one of them. Now, with this being said, you need to be careful. We said about the need to be careful. You need to be careful to make sure you don't piss them off. You know what they like, what they don't like. You can find a lot of this information online, which is crazy to me. But where it gets interesting is that you can actually tap into the gods of different cultures and religions 
if you can invoke them with their name. With their name, you give some sort of offering. And so do research. You're not limited to only one category of God. What I would say is that the ones that are probably more pronounced, more well-known, like Cupid, for instance, they're going to have a greater energy, in my opinion, because we more agree that they exist because of them being articulated in a more correct fashion. So look at it this way, right? I can tell you a story about love and we'll call that person Clayton per se. We'll say it's Clayton, you know, and then our tribe runs into another tribe and they have another story about love, but it's Cupid, right? And Cupid, the way they personify and talk about Cupid is so much more specifically articulated, correctly articulated no, accurately articulated to the frequency of love that people would agree with it as being a more higher truth, a more correct truth, a more accurate personification of Cupid and of love. So then everyone who originally called the highest personification of love being Clayton, they just toss that out and they say, we'll just adopt Cupid instead. And I'm down for it because it's a more accurate articulation of the energy and of the person and of the story that embodies Cupid. So all of this to say that if you're a channeler, if you meditate, even, even if you use your dreams to talk with the other side, whatever it is, whether you just pray, think about the God of the personification that you are trying to most bring into your life at the time. I did this with money. I honestly did. There was a God of wealth, uh, war and fertility of the Celtic culture. I'm not remembering his name off the top of my head. Maybe I'm not supposed to remember his name, but I, I connected with him and he brought forth a bunch of opportunities into my life in less than 24 hours. So the whole goal that I'm trying to get at here is to encourage you to look into some other gods. If you do channeling, even if you use your dreams, whatever it is you do, even if you just meditate, call out the different gods, see what resonates with you. If you're looking for a specific answer, ask the specific God who's going to be able to most help you with that answer. I hope that made sense. This is going to be a quick one today, but that's all I think I've got for you. Go check out the meditation below. If you're not ready to sign up for the meditation, sign up for the free meditation challenge that I did. It's nine meditations that are nine minutes long. They're super dope, but they're short. And whenever we meditate in Costa Rica, it's going to be a lot longer, but those are there. Go click the link below. Also go click and follow the socials wherever you listen to this, wherever you listen to this on Instagram, YouTube, well, you don't listen on Instagram, but YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere. Please follow, share the stuff, share this. If you know anybody who channels, share this with them because sharing is the best way that you can help me out for free. That's what I want to ask you. If you learned one thing, if you learned one thing from this, then share this podcast with someone else because it, it literally costs you $0 and it just takes you one second to press share. So that's what I'm going to ask you to do. I appreciate it. And... I'm fired up. Oh, this week, I also forgot to mention that this week we have uh, a new guest, new guest coming on. His name is Aquanimous and he makes music. 
and it's a really dope conversation. So if you're into music, this dude's tapped in. If you're into spirituality, it's going to be a very interesting conversation that we'll be able to have about the melodies, about music, about how it transformed over the time. And it's a very, very interesting conversation. So that is releasing on Monday. That will be episode. What episode will that be? Eight fifty-eight. I think it's 58. Holy shit. Or 57. I think it's 57. I'm not sure what number it is, but I do know the number that we'll be reconvening, which is the sixth. Damn it. That didn't work out how I wanted it to. What I basically was trying to say was, is that I will see you all in the sixth dimension.